sometimes there is just too much Nintendo news to get all down into one episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. And so what I do then is I have a light switch, a very small episode that is usually just about one or two things. And on this light switch, we're going to be talking about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night, some emails from you, and a sale for this summer. Let's get started right now. Welcome back to a light switch. This is where we can't quite fit everything in. And I already said that at the beginning of the show. Let's start off. I want to talk about Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Now, why do I want to talk about this game? Well, well, first off, I want to talk about this game because it's a Metroidvania game. It's made by the original, uh, well, not original, by by the guy who made, and I can never remember his name. I know it starts with an I, uh, but it's it's made by a guy who... Oh, look at that. We got a new Twitch follower right there. Thanks, Go Haywire. Um, uh, it's made by the guy who made Symphony of the Night, and he kickstarted it. Uh, you know, it got a lot of attention. And now the game is out, and it's out on the Nintendo Switch. And, well, the frame rate doesn't look as good. The graphics, they don't look as good. And... I can understand that for a game like The Witcher, but for a 2D game, I like I definitely have I take issue with the fact that it's just not optimized very well. Um, the the thing that stands out the most is there's a scene uh, where they are going from uh, where they're running outside and there's rain falling, and on the on the PS4 version. It looks gorgeous, like the rain is falling and shiny. It makes everything kind of have like this sheen to it, almost like it does when it's raining at night and you're driving down the street and it's hard to see. It, it kind of looks like that. And then on the Switch version, it just has like lines going through the screen uh, to symbolize rain. Now, if I were sitting down and playing this game, well, okay, so l- let me say this. I know that there's going to be some people who are upset about this. Am I one of them? Yes and no. Uh, mostly no, and I'll I'll tell you why, and then I'll tell you what does upset me. So the thing that probably ticks me off the most, you know what? I don't want to go there there yet. So stay tuned, and we'll get there. All right. The thing the thing that a lot of people are upset about is just the fact that there's a graphics difference, and some people have unrealistic expectations. Um, does that mean that they can't do better on Bloodstained Ritual of the Night? No, that doesn't mean that they can't do better. That They certainly can do better, and they have said as much. They've said, look, we want everybody to have a good experience. We are working hard to patch this and make it better. Now, I am not going to buy this game right now for many reasons. Mostly the reasons are all of the other games that I need to play right now. But another reason why I'm not going to be buying this game right now is because I know that it's going to be improved later. And I want to have the best experience I can. So I'm going to wait for later. Or I'll pick it up on either PC or PS4. I haven't decided yet. In fact, right now it is on sale on uh, PC because they have the summer Steam sale. Uh, I'm not sure how much it is. Let's see if I have Steam opened. Let's, Let's see how much it is real quick. 
And I gotta be fast because these uh, these light switches are supposed to be really quick. So blood, it's not typing. Blood stained. Uh, it's thirty five. It's thirty five ninety nine right now. That doesn't seem like it's. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. It's usually forty bucks. So it's five dollars off. That's fine. Um, if I'm gonna get it, it's either gonna be on Switch or on PS4. And my guess is probably PS4. Even though I do a, a Switch podcast, I think that it's gonna be a better experience. But you know, if you wait, they're going to patch it and things will be better. You, you just sometimes you just have to wait for things to get better. And that's a problem that I think that a lot of developers have lately is they ship unfinished games. And I think it would have been better for 505 games had they decided, you know what, we're not going to ship this game yet. We're going to delay it until it's done right. And we want to give everybody the best possible experience. But at the same time, this is when it was a Kickstarter thing. People have been want, uh, waiting for Bloodstained Ritual of the Night for a very, very long time. And uh, I think that that's part of the reason why they shipped it too soon. It wasn't quite finished yet. And hopefully hopefully it gets fixed and uh, later on people have a better experience. So I know that there's a lot of people who are mad about the graphics. I'm not really one of them. I'm just a little disappointed. What I am upset about is uh this this is really lame uh this is a screenshot from the uh from the european store it looks like and it shows that they are using screenshots you know if you go into the eShop, uh you can see uh screenshots of like what the game looks like and um it, it looks like the screenshots that they're using come from the uh from the ps4 version of the game which the fact that they have the varying uh graphical graphical quality uh like that right there should be reason enough that you shouldn't use the screenshot from the ps4 version i think that that is a big mistake um i went on well actually My brain is just all over the place today. Um, even even if the game looked exactly the same, I think that you should... I mean, how much more work is it to use a Nintendo Switch screenshot on your store page? And the way that we can tell is that the, the, the this screenshot uh, has the X and the circle, or the cross and the circle buttons and the option buttons uh, on the screenshot. So we can obviously see that this is the PS4 version. Now, I went on to the eShop to check uh, in the North American version, and the North American version, I can't tell if it's using PS4 screenshots because you can't see any of the button prompts. Um, But, I mean, if they're going to do it in the European eShop, then I would not be surprised if they did it in the uh, North American eShop as well. Anyway, I think that that's kind of lame and... 505 Games is not the first company to do this. I wish Nintendo would say, you can't do that. You can only show screenshots on the eShop if it is from the Nintendo Switch version of the game. All right, Uh, we got that out of the way. Let's take a second. We're going to thank our sponsors. When we get back, I'm going to tell you about a a sale. And uh, after that sale, we'll uh, get to your emails. All right, here we go. (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And I totally lied. There's no sale that I wanted to talk about because it's actually the Steam Summer Sale, not the Switch Summer Sale, and I need to learn to read. Uh, Let's get over to the emails that I mentioned, though. Three emails that I want to tackle real quick uh, before we wrap up the show. The first one is from Joe Man. They said, hey, Bill. I'm worried that Breath of the Wild sequel won't be very fun. Excuse me. The process of exploration and experimentation, discovery, and reward were what made Breath of the Wild my favorite game of all time. But once you've experimented and explored through most of Hyrule, the game isn't very replayable since so much of the fun depended on exploring the unknown. Breath of the Wild 2, with the same cooking, the same weapons, the same combat system, the same rooms and runes and physics, won't be very fun because most of the fun was in the discovery, not the gameplay itself. All right, so first off, I, I'm just going to say something. I'm not sure what, what leads you to believe that it's all going to be the same. If there's anything that I've ever known about Nintendo, it's that they always take a franchise and find a way to turn it on its head so that you're like, whoa, I did not see that coming, or I didn't figure that they would do something like that. And they're they're always surprising us. So the idea that we're going to get the same, I mean, yeah, we'll probably have the same physics and the same world, but but I bet you that that world will be changed. And I bet you that you'll have new abilities that you will get. And I'll bet you that you'll have new items that you'll get, like maybe new runes or... um, was that what they were called? I can't remember now. Uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, so that that's how I feel. You'll probably have new weapons that make Link fight in different ways. I mean, up until Breath of the Wild, Link always fought with a bow or a sword, basically. And in Breath of the Wild, he would have, like, big two-handed swords, which, I mean, that was only ever done in previous Zelda games in, like, really small special segments, like when you get the Goron sword or something like that. For the most part... Link used a sword and a shield, and that's just how it played. And in Breath of the Wild, they changed that up with spears and halberds and and giant two-handed weapons and all this other uh, crazy stuff that we never really used before, and I thought it was really cool. So I expect that we're going to get new weapons, and it's going to change the way that the game plays, and I think that that's going to be something that we can look forward to in addition to the other things. Uh, Joe Mann also says, uh, the cooking makes the combat cheap, and trivializes the environmental challenges. If you critical hit an enemy, you don't even have to learn their attack patterns to fight them. Once you learn where the best weapons are by beating any... uh, I'm sorry. Once you learn where the best weapons are, beating any enemy becomes even easier, and you can teleport out of pretty much any sticky situation. The combat isn't intrinsically fun because hard bosses are supposed to motivate you to find new loot, new loot, discover cool recipes, or experiment with clever tactics. I can't see what challenges they could make uh, in a new title, um, short of a total overhaul, to make fighting fun in Breath of the Wild 2 
now that I'm aware of so many optimal strategies. That's true, but they could take those strategies away. You know, they could change cooking so that it's not quite as powerful. Um, they could restrict what um, ingredients you have access to. Like maybe there's something that happened and all the bananas dried up. So now you don't have the bananas to make the crazy whatever. Uh, so there, there's a lot of things that they could do to change things. And I think that that's, I, I, I have faith that Nintendo will do that. Uh, Joe Man continues to say, I've already exper- experimented with the runes and physics systems for dozens of hours across hundreds of Koroks, shrines, and dungeons. Solving new puzzles will be fun, but I have a good understanding of everything you can do with the runes in Breath of the Wild. Without a ton of new mechanics and regions to explore, or a very compelling story, very was in all caps, I'm not convinced darker Breath of the Wild will be fun. Well, I have faith in Nintendo. I think that they will deliver, and I think that they will deliver holiday 2020. Uh, Only time will tell. But, Joe Man, thank you very much for the email. Uh, I also got an email from Jeremy. Uh, Jeremy says, Morning, Bill. Uh, I've been listening to you talk about your Joy-Con drift. Don't use the WD-40 electrical spray. Mine had the same issue a few months ago. I did the same, sprayed inside the Joy-Cons, and yes, it worked. But about two days later, the Joy-Con stopped recognizing the Switch console, and and somehow it also ruined my Switch console. Well, first off, I'm going to say there's no way that spraying WD-40 in your Joy-Cons affected the Switch console itself. I don't believe that for a second. I think it, it just because something correlates... To, Post hoc ergo proctor hoc, all right? If you don't speak Latin, post hoc means after, therefore, because of. Post hoc ergo proctor hoc, after, therefore, because of. You're looking at what happened to your switch where it got messed up, and you're like, well, the last thing that I did was spray it, so therefore, that must have caused it. Post hoc ergo proctor hoc is sometimes true, but most of the time it's not. Just because it happened right after doesn't mean that it that that's what actually caused it. Correlation does not equal causation. This is something I talk about at at, at work all the time. Uh, so I I can't see, and I'm not an electrical energy engineer. So if you are and I'm wrong, feel free to let me know. But I can't possibly see how spraying the electrical cleaner stuff in your Joy Cons would affect the Nintendo Switch itself. Unless they were soaking wet when you connected them to the switch. And then maybe... Anyway, let me finish reading the email. Um, I stopped recognizing all of my Joy-Cons and my Pro Controller. I had to send the switch to Nintendo. Just buy another pair. I did some research, and when you spray inside the Joy-Cons, it just spreads all the dust around and causes other problems. Sorry for the long email. I love the podcast. Thank you for making my morning commute a little less hectic. Jeremy in Portland. Jeremy, thank you for emailing me. Um, you know what? I, 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 my home button stopped working on the right Joy-Con when I sprayed that stuff in there. So I ordered on Amazon a little kit of all the screwdrivers that Nintendo uses. And that should be here in a couple of days. I'm going to open up my Joy-Con, which is already not working, and see if I can figure something out. Now, like I said, not an electrical engineer, so this could go very, very badly. Last email, and then we're going to wrap up. Hey, Bill, as always, nice show. I was just curious about your stance on pre-orders. You mentioned not pre-ordering Mario Maker. 
In my mind, I thought it was strange because you you tend to buy digital. I understand pre-ordering from Amazon or GameStop, but digital games don't sell out. I think he's saying, why bother pre-ordering it if you could just buy it whenever you feel like it? That's a good point. Uh, What's my stance on pre-orders? My stance on pre-orders is I don't like when the game companies say, if you pre-order it, you get this. Like, that bothers me. Is it going to bother me enough to not pre-order something sometimes? Yes. And sometimes, no. Um, I don't know that I really have a uh, a stance on that, but uh, there you go. Anyway, thank you for the email, John. Uh, it's time for me to wrap up the show, and that's super easy to do. Uh, become a part of the community on our Discord, runjumpstomp.com slash Discord. Uh, I record live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. Uh, listen to this music on the way out. It is Corneria Star Fox Remix by Noteblock. This has been another light switch. I'll see you guys next time. Hanging out with me. Bye-bye. <laughs>